What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Bitcoin! So thank you for, for joining us on The Ledger. Um, I have with me the object team. Why don't you guys start by just introducing yourselves? Sure. So um, I'm Victor. I'm a software engineer and uh, one of the co-founders of Objects. And I work mostly on the back end. I'm Brian, also a software engineer, also a co-founder. And I work mostly on the front end and on the product side. Keep on with the, t- the theme. I'm uh, Timothy, Timmy, I'm also one of the co-founders. I'm a software engineer. As you can see, we're all uh, from the technical side. So uh, yeah, I work on the blockchain side of things um, and help out with uh, help Victorite in the back end. And, uh, but yeah, we all have sort of uh, many rules. Well, first of all, for, for anyone in the audience who isn't aware, Tell them what Object is. Yeah, so Object is uh, first and foremost an NFT marketplace, uh, very traditional, uh, decentralized, so everything uh, works on the blockchain. Um, and but, but what we focus on at Object is more the artist side of NFTs, so the, the art. Um, we have a strong artist community. Our community uh, on Tezos is very art-focused. Uh, and we basically build the marketplace for for that community. And how long how long has it been up and running? So uh, it all started around June 2021. So I guess that's just close, coming up to two years soon. Um, and yeah, at the start it was very simple and very basic in in, in functionality. And over time it, it grew, and we implemented more and more features that our community has requested or have requested yeah. well, guys first of all you know what, what was the impetus why did you start it and why tezos yeah that's that's a good question i mean it all started in around march for me um i was introduced to tezos by my brother timmy he showed me uh, an nft platform called hickenunk um and the sort of grassroots movement that was uh, developing around it uh, that was really interesting for me to see i was not i wasn't or i was never sort of uh, involved in any of those uh, movements or, or or i've never seen anything like that before i was in crypto before that but not in the nft side so for me it was quite new um uh, so i was introduced to this platform called hickenunk um, which I find rather peculiar at the start. The, the user experience wasn't great and, and it took me a while to even understand what was going on and how you would use it. Um, but I started collecting uh, NFTs on Hickenunk and I started to get into the, the way you do it and the way it works. There was a lot happening on Twitter. So I also you know, uh, had to create a Twitter account and, and use Twitter and and. Uh, started getting into how it all worked, uh, started uh, collecting tokens. Timmy and Victor also minted a few tokens. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, there was quite a big a bit of hype that started to build around Tezos and this Hickenunk platform. Um, more and more users started to come in and then drops started uh, to sell out very, very quickly. Um, so there was a, this sort of added layer of excitement even. and uh, But what we realized then uh, very soon too was that uh, the tools and, and 
the functionalities on Tezos were actually lacking to to accommodate for that surge in users and and uh, we we started to think what can we do um and one thing that that was particularly bad in our opinion is the the experience to buy and sell tokens was very simple you could just list and collect uh, or it was called swap back in the day so you swapped the token and you collected a token uh, but there was no way to do like an auction or to to put an offer on a token uh, which was very common on, on other platforms or on other blockchains at the time so we thought yeah what can we do to improve that um, we started to uh, build or we, we started uh, building a prototype called object.bid um, we built that in a day and it basically allowed you to put offers on to Hikanunk tokens. Um, we built that with everything front end smart contracts, the whole works, uh, it was a simple prototype, but it worked. And uh, we released, really, uh, we released that on Twitter and, uh, to our surprise, there was quite a big, a bit of hype then that, uh, that developed around it and uh, people started using it and uh, quite a bit of volume went through this uh, simple piece of software and we were yeah we were surprised and and intrigued and uh, but that inspired us then basically to to build what object is today and and to build more and more features by the way i mean the story of hick and nunk should be like a little mini novella um it's kind of one of the amazing <laughs> like micro stories of of um you know, of our time, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun actually to have, uh, to have that, that French developer on, on the podcast and hear the story from, from his point of view. Um, because it's really kind of an amazing and kind of punk rock, uh, story in a way. Um, but we'll leave that aside for, for another one. But I, I guess the interesting thing for me in that is, you know, it was, it was kind of following Hick and Nunk and, and seeing what features Hick and Nunk lacked that brought you guys in, you guys, you guys, you know, built something, um, kind of a simple feature on top of that, that it was lacking at the beginning, but also is that, is that, is that really the simple answer to why Tezos is it, is it because that's where Hick and Nunk was, that's where this community was, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously other, uh, things that attracted people to Tezos initially, for example, the low, uh, uh transaction fees were a big part. Then also the fact that it was a very green chain, it was proof of stake or still is proof of stake. Um, that's definitely also a factor in it. Uh, and that's a factor why people started grouping around, around this blockchain. Uh, uh, but for us, I mean, obviously that was, uh, that was also a factor, but, uh, we started coming in when the movement was already, uh, yeah. you know, uh, there it started and, and that's what then really attracted us and, and what, what made it so interesting and, and so unusual as well. I mean, it's nothing yeah. I've ever, I've never, I'd never experienced anything like it before. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pausing on this because I, I, um, I feel the same way. It's like, I, you know, I, I, uh, I always tell people, you know, that are, that are new to the space, you know, my, my first advice to people actually is go start collecting on Tezos, right? It's low stakes and really fun. It's really simple. Now the, the problem is, is of course, it's like to get somebody from kind of zero to one collecting on Tezos is, is, you know, is tricky, right? You gotta, you know, they've, you know, can't, I don't know if you can now buy Tezos in New York state, but you know, for a while you couldn't, you know, it was like, even that part of it was, was, uh, was, was really difficult. And now, okay, you gotta, okay, now, no, okay, now go get temple wallet. Okay. Now connect your ledger to temple wallet. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a tricky one at the same time. 
it's for me personally, some of the absolute most fun, you know, that I've ever had. And I guess on some level, I think how much of that is Tezos versus, you know, the community around Tezos. I'm curious from your point of view, is it, is it circumstantial? Is there something about like, when we talk about collecting on Tezos, is there something about collecting on Tezos or, you know, at this point, could it be Polygon just as easy as Tezos? It just, you know, just doesn't happen to be. I mean, I would say Tezos had the fundamentals for, for such a movement to start. So while there are other options and other blockchains that might have the same uh, fundamentals, I think it was timing the timing for Tezos was, was perfect to, uh, and, and the people started coming to it. As I said, the, the green aspect of the chain is, is, is important to many within the community. Knowing that Ethereum is also green, that's not much of an argument anymore, but it's sort of back then, that was really important and it wasn't, uh, or well, let's say that was one aspect. And the other aspect um, was also the governance aspect of Tezos that was, uh, uh, that is very well uh, handled. Uh, and all of these things made it such that people, uh, you know, uh, started grouping around it. Um, but yeah, today, I mean, the community um, is what's important. It's not necessarily just the chain, that just the, the chain uh, allowed it to happen. Yeah, uh, that, it's still uh, that, important that we have those fundamentals. Thank you. I think that's super interesting. I, that was, was that was really my my question. There was, you know, that it is the community has gathered around, you know, this asset, and this asset has come to mean something in the artistic community, which I uh, which I like. It also, you know, probably holds back new entrants to some degree, but it is also, you know, kind of keeps the community um, tight. I'm curious, you know, where you guys see object fitting into the, the, the overall Tezos, you know, collection ecosystem, right? You have other, you know, other, other things in the ecosystem, you know, uh, Versum, et cetera. Like what, what are you guys, what, what are your ethos relative to the rest of the, of the community? Initially was always, or is still is to provide tools for the community to, to build what the community wants. Um, on top of that, we have become the aggregator on Tezos. So we aggregate tokens from from all over Tezos, we index any FA2 token. And on top of that, we also uh, index marketplaces. So if you come to object.com, you are always guaranteed to have the best price on the token. So if you buy a token, an FX hash token, uh, we will show you the best price on that, whether it's on FX hash, on the FX hash marketplace or an object. So we've become uh, bigger than we could have even imagined in that sense. Um, we're still building tools for the community that is still our focus and our, our, our most important sort of uh, goal in the vision. But we have become this large, uh, yeah, open sea like marketplace. And and how do you like? What, what's your vision for how this plays out in terms of you know where we where where are we in this? You know, we've gone from kind of the hick and nunk, um, you know, hype cycle to something else. Like, what's your what's your vision for you know how this plays out and where object sits relative to, you know, even say you know OpenSea and Blur, etc. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. We went through quite a few hype cycles initially, the Hikanunk one, uh, and then uh, the PFP one, which was also a very interesting experience for us. Um, but I think what we've noticed and what we've realized is that those cycles may come and and, and you know it's really hard to predict them. So we don't want to really focus on, you know, capturing the, just the hype cycles. But important to us is really the, the, the creator community aspect. So building tools for, for creators first, 
So making sure that creators have the right tools uh, to monetize their creativity um, and then also to engage with their communities. So that's that will be the focus for our platform. We will build tools uh, that reflect this this uh, vision, um, and and especially because we see a lot of creators uh, create these sort of relationships with their collectors that are uh, you know not based on hype. They're really based on support. They're much more, in our opinion, Patreon-like than than you know like speculative in nature. So we want to build tools for these uh, people. Um, creators and collectors, um, yeah, and 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 grow that aspect of the platform. We see a lot of small artists that you know might not make thousands of dollars a month, but they make a few hundred dollars, and uh, that's what we want to grow. Yeah, I, I, that that's so much green field there. I would say, and you know, the other thing, just I want to I want to be sure you know for listeners that that aren't yet collecting on on object that they get kind of a, a starter guide here so um you know i think and and also get sort of an understanding of of you know why object and how it sits you know relative to other things so you know what i always what i always tell people again it's 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 fun and it's relatively low stakes right and and to your point you know you also get this this incredible feeling of of interacting with artists right and that that's i think the the thing that, that draws a lot of people in is that, you know you you know, I can collect something from, I can collect a piece of art that I, that I enjoy for a relatively low price. And then I end up having a conversation with that artist on, on Twitter. And it just, it feels good. Um, you know, I've always said, you know, even, even I, I really learned this in the nineties when we were, when we were making Winamp and we were getting, um, you know, we were getting money from people when they got nothing in return, except for the really nice feeling of having giving us, given us money for something they enjoyed using. And it, it really changed my, my picture of, of, of humanity, frankly. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually true that the radio had pay what you want model is a direct descendant of the Winamp shareware model. That's another story, but it's a, it's a fact because we learned that people were willing to, you know, to, to, they, they actually, human beings like a value exchange. Um, and I think on some level, you know, object really facilitates that a value exchange between creators and, and, you know, appreciators or patrons or, or whatever you want to call them. You know, I've said to my, my friends at Instagram, I'm like, I really hope that, that your collect, you know, your digital collection feature, um, you know, works out and makes Instagram a lot of money because at that point it'll be easier for you to get out of bed in the morning because, you know, if your if your business model changes from stealing people's attention and selling it you know, to other people, which is, you know, stealing is criminal. And instead your, your, um, you know, your business model becomes, you know, facilitating a value exchange between a creator and a patron. Wow. That's beautiful. Right. And so, you know, to me, that's, you know, that's effectively the, you know, the, the job you guys have every day is facilitating this, you know, value exchange between creators and patrons. And I really think that that's a, a beautiful and, and, you know, somewhat, somewhat human thing. You know, people always, you know, ask like, why, what's the point? And I'm like, I remind them that, you know, the richest man in the world has been out on and, you know, nobody buys anything that LVMH sells because they need it. You know, they buy it because they appreciate it and they desire it. Um, and, you know, and that, and that is, you know, they're effectively buying creativity and, and, and culture and, and, and these sorts of things. So I, I would encourage listeners to, you know, to, to, however you need to do it, get some Tezos. Um, we, we should do, we should really do like, a, 
you know, a, a simple, simple, simple guide. I'll, I'll try to figure out how we do that at, at Ledger to getting up and running on object as part of this, because there, there are a few steps, um, that, that you, that you need to get through, but to have that feeling of, you know, finding something you enjoy, collecting it, um, talking to the artist on, on, on Twitter, uh, et cetera. How, how are you guys like getting new entrants into the ecosystem? Um, how, how is that, you know, is, is, or, or even do you consider that part of your mission or do you leave that up to others? The thing is like the, the community is growing organically a lot. There's, there's a lot of um, artists and collectors that uh, take it to themselves to onboard new users because um, of the way they appreciate the whole ecosystem. And what, what are um, the numbers? How many people are we talking? Like how many artists, how many collectors at this point? That's a good question. I don't know. Do you, do you have the numbers, Victor? No, I don't. And I don't have a split between collectors and artists. What I can say is um, around 20,000 monthly active users and, um, and uh, basically all artists are also collectors, but not all collectors are artists. So we don't do enough yet to, to onboard, uh, to, to actively onboard new users, but that's going to be a focus for us this year as well. Um, because like we mentioned, we're all technical and, um, we're, we're, we're sort of growing on the marketing slash uh, communication side, which is something that I think um, we, we really need to focus on for this year. Shout but, out to um, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so, so we're, we're going to focus more on that and, and you know, uh, invest some, uh, some budget into actually actively trying to grow the community. I want to pause on that for just one second. It's, you know, it's, it's funny because you guys are building such an organic parallel universe to what the mainstream thinks about NFTs. It's, I find it, I find it, this is the part, this is the part I love, frankly. I always say that, you know, any, anyone who, you know, read an article about Bored Apes in the Wall Street Journal and thinks they know something about NFTs, it's like listening to the song Despacito and claiming you know something about music, you know, um, and, and you guys are, you guys are the indie rock you know, in, in this world in a way. And, the, but the interesting thing about what Tim just said is it's 100% organic, right? So anybody listening can see, um, you guys are not marketers. Um, you haven't done a damn thing to market this platform is, is, is the answer. Um, and on all of that usage is organic, um, and it fuels itself. And then what's incredible to me then is I'll see, you know, someone like fuck render, who can do a one-on-one on any platform and get tens of ETH for it. And, you know, and then he puts pieces on object and doesn't, and, and refuses to take an offer greater than 50, 50 Tez, which is about 50 bucks. Right. And so there is something, you know, to me, that's the equivalent of like Fugazi refusing to play a show for more than $5. Um, you know, there, there's, um, there's really, there's really something to it, uh, as a movement. And, and there are, I think it's worth saying that there are plenty of people, uh, that are, you know, it's not just, it's not just the fuck renders of the world. You have people like Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park who use and are fans of the platform. You have brands like Guerlain, LVMH brand, um, you know, that, that, uh, that use, you, you know, has used the platform. So I think people that really want to, want to connect with an organic artist community, um, you know, this is where you find it. Um, I always, you know, I always say that, and I said this in a conversation with Mike Shinoda, that for me, collecting on Ethereum feels like going to Vegas and, you know, playing craps, right? Whereas, you know, collecting on object feels like going to Bandcamp and buying vinyl. Um, I, you know, that, that's the, 
that so I don't know if 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 that resonates with 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 you guys. Maybe I'm totally um, you know twisting uh, you know what you what your mission is. But um, but but I like I think the fact that it is organic uh, is 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 incredible. Um, I'm really curious to see how you guys how you guys you know talk to the world about it. What what's the symbiotic relationship between you and FX hash. Cause I think FX hash is just another one of the, you know, greatest stories, you know, in NFTs. It's also on Tezos. I often learn about things that are new on FX hash because it's an artist I follow on object. And then I see notifications and I'm like, Oh shit, it's FX hash. I go over to FX hash and, and, and mint. So there is a, a, a symbiosis. I, I feel it as a, as a user. I'm, I'm curious how you guys see it. Yeah, there's definitely a symbiosis and, and, uh, a lot of what we see is obviously a lot of FX hash users overlap with object users. So we have a great overlap in that, in the user base, uh, and we provide tools also for FX hash. So the notifications will work, you know, if you get an offer on your FX hash token and things like that. So we, we see a great overlap. We work together very closely with FX hash on, on features and on, on, on things like the royalties where we. Uh, make sure that they are enforced uh, all across, you know, the the Tezos ecosystem uh, and things like that. So I think FX Hash, uh, just like us, has has grown out of this this grassroots movement. So a lot of the values are are the same. A lot of the the community members are are the same. So the, we we share a lot in common with with FX Hash. Yes. Uh, let me ask you guys how you think about um, you know there is a bit of a of a of a strata system almost right that, that you know people will either start on on object and on Tezos generally um, and they have kind of you know different prices you know in, in, in different places right you look at an artist like Zancan and you know you can whether it's you know Versum or, or or FX hash I can you know I can afford his work there and I can't afford his work in in, in other places right so there's sort of this like this, this strata what what how do you guys feel about that and and you know I'm I'm curious, and, and in a way, maybe this is a, a, a question for Cabellin. But what's your advice to artists? Um, you know, when they're when they're thinking about how Tezos pieces fit into you know kind of the overall canon of their work. You know, and, and there there are many artists that. I mean, do you recommend that people start um, Tezos and an object, or or that they? sort of divide how they do work you know they do some things on super rare and some things here like what's your what's your opinion of how that uh, how that plays out my my feeling is that tezos is um starting to really establish itself as the art um nft blockchain um and um in the past we have seen artists um, think that they could graduate to other chains. Basically, Tezos was always a starting point. Uh, things are cheap. Um, there's not as many users as on ETH. And if they um, if they start to get some traction on Tezos, then they can move on uh, to something better. But I think this idea is slowly dying and makes less of less and less sense over time. Um, we have seen much more volume and much more um, media attention coming to the NFT, art NFTs on Tezos. So I, I, I don't think we can really give advice or uh, really advise people to move to other chains because it, it doesn't really make sense. It's, it's a bit the opposite. As you said, um, 
uh, it's it's a real grassroots movement. It's still a bit underground, but less and less. And we've heard um, our name mentioned on on uh, public public radio um, over the world, and uh, museums acquire uh, Tezos NFTs. So it's really establishing itself. I, I feel that too. It's funny. I, I I see more offers in my notification feed than than ever. You know, I, I, m- many more than I than I used to. Um, I think we could days. even say sorry. I think no. we could even say it's the it's the opposite. It's um, uh, ETH collectors um, moving to Tezos, um, not completely moving to Tezos, but at least uh, coming and and taking a look at what's what's available, what's interesting, what's all the hype about. And, and really enjoying it. Another another thing that I that I notice is um, pricing uh, on Tezos. I mean, there's there's almost a there's almost an anti high primary pricing bend in a way, right? If you know, the things do attain high prices, but they usually attain high prices in secondary, not not in primary. Um, whereas I think you you see, you see things starting at a much higher price, um, you know, on ETH. What, how do you explain that that dynamic? I think it it mostly comes to where our audience is related. So it's 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 a it's that way for historical reasons, um, because uh, that's how it worked on on Hiketnunk, and um, the community is in big part coming from the global south, where there's less um, liquidity or less capital just to spend on on a few pieces. So starting with low prices. Um, often with uh, multiple editions, um, and then the second market can attract or make bigger prices. Um, but w- w- what you mentioned about the secondary markets um, uh, being the place where uh, pieces can reach a high price and um, having almost always low prices on the primary is also why royalties are, are so important uh, to enforce across all market bases um, on Tezos. Totally agree. I was just talking to an artist friend um, yesterday about this exactly. That you know, that that you know that that is generally the dynamic. Um, and 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 you know, as an artist, you know, supply and demand and and, and pricing does matter. Um, and and you you know, if you if you're going to kind of achieve momentum with collectors. Uh, you know that that's that's the way to do it, and then the way for that artist to benefit from that momentum is the royalties. So that's interesting. Go back to what you said a moment ago about it being um, a lot from the global south. Uh, that, that's something I wasn't actually aware of. What's, yeah, the, sure. what's so, the demographic reality there? Um, how how to to be precise about demographics because we don't track our users. Um, uh, we don't even have analytics cookies or, or anything. Um, but um, as you know, uh, Hikatnung was created uh, by a Brazilian um, a Brazilian software engineer. And um, uh, the initial community was big parts uh, from Brazil. But then what we have seen is that uh, to this day on objects, Many users are from the south, and uh, it's Brazil, but it's also Indonesia, it's uh, Africa, and uh, other uh, other southern American countries. And it makes a lot of sense because when you don't have that much uh, 
free capital to 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 spend on on what is often a, a hobby or a passion, you can't really go and mint on ETH because just the gas fees are, are too expensive. So this ability of minting almost for free and then collecting pieces that are cheap and, and still making money if you're an artist. And uh, yeah, th that's what uh, drew people to Tezos from the Global South. Tell, tell me a couple um, success stories that you've heard with artists, because it, it must be the, the case that, that you, you do have people that are, um, that are going from nothing to something in terms of oh, definitely. You know, not only awareness, but also, you know, just making a living doing, doing art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the case for pixel Fool, for instance, mm -hmm. I think he was a graphic designer or something like this and, uh, always making art on the side as, as a, as a hobby. And then, uh, couldn't couldn't live from it, uh, from his art uh, before NFTs, but that's just one uh, one name, and uh, there are many many more. And we hear these stories, or we rather read them on Twitter all the time. I mean, that is what inspires us, really. I mean, it's it's uh, it's incredible to hear these stories, and people being able to make a living off of our platform is just very very inspiring. We should probably mention Turkey as well because there are so many. Uh, talented artists uh, in Turkey who I was going to say Turkey. Yeah. I see, I, I, I'm, I see so many great. I'm so many of my favorite artists are they happen to be in Turkey, and I'm like, why? Why is that? Um, but but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, one one um, you know, you know, one artist. I I actually tried to get um, you know to come to 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 Ledger Open in New York last summer. I actually offered him a, a ticket to come join us. He couldn't. Um, he didn't have a passport. He couldn't. He actually couldn't couldn't get there um but you know that that, that was uh, it really kind of put it in perspective for me i mean here's this 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 artist that i love an artist i collect an artist that i feel like i have a, a bit of a, of a of a connection and relationship with even though it's very much you know just like retweets <laughs> um you know and and uh but they don't they don't you know it doesn't have the same and i was just thinking sort of you know and wondering and not knowing the answer of you know what is what his life was like before Tezos NFTs. I don't know the answer, but um, you know, I think I, I, I agree. I can understand why that would you know that would be incredibly um, you know incredibly inspiring. It's it's what it's what actually excites me about about this ecosystem overall. I think it's what um, it's what it's what people you know who, who have kind of a passing misunderstanding of NFTs generally don't don't see, um, and I think. Uh, you know, I'll, let me, let me throw this out there. I, I, I'll, we would be interested in showcasing some of those stories with you. Um, that would be, you know, those are, those are stories really worth telling. The reality is, is that, you know, even if there's only one of them, then it's worth doing what you're doing. The fact that there are many of them is, you know, is incredible and a, and a bonus and says you're really, really onto something. Absolutely, yeah, and and this um, uh, it's it's also where uh, blockchains make sense in a way because of the uh, the monetary exchange without fees or without um, uh, without a lot of transaction fees make these exchanges possible between countries that are very uh, far away, and uh, it's it's basically some artist in in South Africa. Uh, creating a few pieces, minting them on Tezos, and then someone in the UK buying them, and and suddenly it's it, it may only be fifty dollars uh, for the 
UK uh, collector, but then in South Africa, it's a lot. So it can really make a difference that way. Let's talk. Let's talk just for a second about um, you know object now being included in in, in Ledger Live. Thank you, thank you. First of all, for 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 doing that. But what is um what does that integration mean for you guys? Um, one of the most important things uh, that we see on, on, on in, in the crypto sort of ecosystem is is the security of the wallet. So to be integrated into you know the leading hardware wallet provider is uh, is great and 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 is uh, you know makes us proud. And I think giving the opportunity to our users who use Ledger to be able to easily view their NFTs and, and, and see what they've collected is, is, is a fantastic user experience. Uh, so, yes, Victor is showing his ledger. I don't have mine on my desk. I'm showing my ledger uh, because there's a Tezos store. logo engraved on it. Uh, I like that. I should have, <laughs> uh, nice. I should have put a, this is my stacks. I should have put a, um, I should have put a Tezos NFT on it today, but uh, I still have the year of the rabbit going. No, but yeah, and it was a great uh, smooth uh, integration. So, uh, yeah. Was a great experience cool thank you and and i think i think what you know what i would love to do more of with um with you guys is like we talked about like getting more people onboarded um you know just figuring out how we do that because it's you know to me it is it is sort of that um that genesis feeling for people right like you know the, to go from i'm sitting on the sidelines i've heard about it i don't know what it is to i've felt something and you know you you could spend 50 bucks in three months on Tezos and have a really nice time. And, you know, it's, it's low stakes and you're not going to lose your shirt and you're going to get sort of, you're, you're going to actually get it right now. You, you might go on, um, you know, to, uh, to spend, you know, 15,000 bucks on a squiggle after that. It's, 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 it's possible and maybe even likely, um, but not necessary. And then you can actually understand what it really is, um, as, as opposed to, you know, I guess, you know, again, to use the music analogy, if, um, if, if board apes are Despacito, then, you know, collecting on Tezos is like, you know, f feeling the vibe in a, in a, in a dark, sweaty club with a bunch of people who love the same music as you. Right. Um, so th that, that's the feeling I'd like, I'd like people to get. So I'd love to, in, in addition to the integration, <laughs> excuse me, in addition to the integration that we've done, I'd love to, um, figure out how we onboard more people to that experience. Um, hopefully, you know, this podcast, but also there's gotta be other ways that we can like, you know, walk people through it and tell the story. Um, and the other thing would be telling those success stories. I just think it would be incredible, uh, to, you know, to, to, to connect with some of these artists, um, who have gone, uh, you know, where, where, where objects has changed their lives you know, or just Tezos NFTs and the community has changed their lives and, um, and tell some of those stories. That would be, um, that'd be really incredible. Give us, give us some, you know, give us some, uh, some alpha, some look forward. Like what, what are we, uh, what, what should we expect in 2023 from, from object? Yeah. I mean, there's a few things we're working on, obviously, uh, we're always very busy with new features. Um, but maybe, uh, this is a bit vague, but we are focusing on the creator experience. We are focusing on the on creator tools so we want to launch or we will launch more tools for creators not just in terms of how they present or how they uh you know on chain how they uh, deploy their their uh, nfts but also in the way they interact with their communities and in the way they monetize their their creativity as i said before so there will be changes there big changes um uh, I, I can't say much more than that on that topic but that's uh that's that and 
another thing um, that we're we're working on is is a a one of one platform. So uh, on on Tezos, a lot of tokens are multi edition. So there's like you know whatever from ten to maybe ten thousand editions uh, per token. Uh, and what doesn't exist yet on Tezos is a platform that is dedicated to to single uh, edition tokens. And and we are working on releasing something very very soon. That's cool. Uh, I love that. I, and I, you're you're sort of you know you you alluded to a, a you know Patreon uh, type of thing earlier. It makes a lot of sense for me. There's certainly you know my my solution for that currently is you know follow and then like refresh the notifications tab four or five times a day to try to you know to to try to. Um, you know, make sure I'm getting, you know, I'm not missing something as it, as it drops. Um, but you know, I'd love for you guys to do, do better for me than that. I would certainly take a, you know, a notification, uh, a notification from you guys, uh, on my desktop. Um, and though the one-on-ones, I, I agree. I think it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, what you said earlier, Victor, about, about, you know, Tezos really becoming, you know, the, the, the art centric blockchain, um, it's interesting though because I do think it's is there is something it's sort of like the indie indie the indie rock an- analogy right it's like what it's like what Bandcamp is on on the music side um, you know and I think that that it, you know having the one of ones there and getting you know artists doing one of ones there would be super interesting um, you know and and yeah. it also might might bring in you know more of the art community um, the, the 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 gallery type of community the Venus over Manhattan. Um, you know, type of community, which I think would, would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I really, I really like that. I, I really like this Bandcamp analogy and, and uh, the indie rock um, analogy that you have been um, using. And uh, another aspect that we want to improve and that we're working on is uh, discovery. Um, and uh, it, it ties into this uh, record store idea that... Um, ties in with the other analogies um, because at the moment it's it it's a lot of fun to to dive into these boxes of uh, things and try to find the the, the hidden gem basically uh, which is what people do in record stores but that's not for everyone and um, uh, other people might need some some curation or might need advice or might need other tools like uh, a catalog or a suggestion um, and we are also working in this direction to make it easier to find things that you might otherwise miss. And that's also very important for onboarding because how, how do you, yeah, you said it, 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 it's hard to onboard new users to crypto, uh, basically, and then to NFTs, uh, even if object is kind of easy to use, in our opinion, once you master the basics, you have a wallet, all of this, the user experience is good. Um, it's the user experience being good doesn't mean that it's easy to find um, things that you are not already aware of. So that that's a that's a bit of a pain point. It's a lot of fun to dive deep and 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 sieve through all these pieces because at the moment we have um, close to six million tokens. That's a lot, and um, yeah, we're trying to improve this as well. Yeah, it's it's um. Well, I'm glad that you don't mind the music, the music analogy, Victor. I spent 20 years in digital music, so it's 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 the only thing I'm actually qualified to talk about. Um, so I'm glad that it that it works for you as well, because I didn't, I don't certainly don't want to be offensive. But to to, to continue the analogy, you know, I built many music subscription services over my career, and you always have my library, 
for you and what's hot. Right. And those are the three things. So my library we've got covered for you. The best thing we have is notifications, right? I follow artists and now I can see what they, what they do. Um, what's hot. Okay. There's a, there's a front page and you know, Kibbeline's like the best, the best there is in terms of, of curators. Um, you know, so that, that, that's great. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, there, there's something about NFTs where, you know, the, you're, you're never, you know, what's hot by the time it's there, it's usually too late, <laughs> you know? So the recommendation side of it is, um, you know, both possible because, you know, you can base it on what's already in my wallet. Um, and also really untapped, you know, the, the, we all are just kind of reliant on, you know, Twitter for that, which is really a terrible, you know, a terrible way a path in, um, on a, on a, on a qualitative basis, you know, it's, um, so we're really relying on other people. I mean, I think we're, you know, for me, I'm relying on, you know, on, on alpha groups with friends, you know, small groups of small chat groups is, is where I get all of my info period. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, to see what you guys, um, what you guys pull together there. Also, I think that that is, it's, it's pretty interesting because, you know, something we always discovered in music is that social, social, um, proof is much stronger than algorithmic proof, right? I mean, I, I can tell you the robot thinks you're going to like this and that's much less valuable than, you know, this, you know, this person, you know, likes this and thinks you'll like it. Right. So, um, that, that's another, another interesting angle. Um, and you gave me an idea of something that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to start immediately after I hang up this call. So I'll, I'll save, I'll save for, I'll save for what that is. Um, really, I mean, th thank you guys so much for, I mean, really, first of all, thank you for what you do. Thank you for, you know, for taking the time, uh, today. Thank you for integrating into ledger. Um, you know, is there, is there anything from the ledger side that, that, you know, you think we, that we're not doing that you think we should be doing? I'm not sure if, um, your new ledger stacks uh, has Tezos NFT support, but if it doesn't, I think that's an obvious no brainer for you guys to implement. Yeah, it definitely um, has Tezos support. And the question is, you know, you know, and, and, and actually you can load any image that you'd like, um, you know, on the, on the front. So even, even when we were doing, I was just looking to see if on the front here, if I had the, the Tezos app installed yet but i don't i don't on this yet because we're still porting all the apps but certainly um by the time we start shipping we will um and i actually had some tezos nfts on the on the screen of the tezos on the screen of the stacks when we were showing it to press um back at the, at the end of november beginning of of december um but not because you know i was pulling them off of the blockchain because i had them on my phone and i could easily transfer them over um but but you know Great point. Making sure that Tezos is a first-class citizen ac across, you know, all of the NFT things that we do, um, it, it's important, and it's not always a, it's not always the first move, um, you know, that 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 we make. That's for sure. So, um, you know, the 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 good news is is that many of us at Ledger are are Tezos collectors, um, you know, and, and and so it's important to us. You know, we we just like you know prioritize. We try to prioritize on the relative importance to our overall user base as opposed to just us, but uh, we get there. We get there over uh, over time. And I think to your point, you know, we all we all would like for all the reasons we talked about in 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 this interview, we'd all like Tezos to become more and more prominent um, in in this ecosystem. It's a uh, you know, or in the world of NFTs, or in the worlds of, of, of NFTs art, NFT art. I think what you guys are doing. Um, what FX hash and, and others are doing in the space will, will all help. Um, so if there's anything else that we can do, uh, to contribute, you know, please let us know. We'll try to, we'll try to help bring more, more people into the, 
the overall ecosystem um, and keep them safe. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that too. You play a very important role in the whole uh, onboarding uh, side of things. So, so, and you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, so keep on doing that, and uh, we're we'd love to work together with you in the future too. Cool. Thanks so much. It's great to be great to be in this with y'all. All right. Have a have a have a good day. Have some raclette. You too. You too. Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> All right. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment, or tax advice. Do your own research. Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.